0: Welcome to Self Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Thanks for joining us today. What happens when we don't take care of ourselves? Let me tell you a little of my story and what happened to me when I put self-care on the back burner. It all started with marriage. If you're married, you know what I mean. Suddenly, you promise to care for another human being in sickness and in health. You dive into the commitment with all your heart. But no one's ever taught you how to care for yourself and someone else. Pretty soon, the line between your needs and his needs begins to blur. It starts out small. You watch his favorite TV programs and watch him play his favorite sports. You prepare his favorite dishes for meals. You buy a mountain bike so you can spend time together. You learn how to ride a dirt bike. His people become your people and you expand the list of who you care about, worry over, and pray for. Don't get me wrong, none of that is bad. It's just something women tend to do. They care for other people, but we can also easily lose ourselves in all that caring. Then, children come along, and now we start feeling like a sheepdog trying to keep our flock together. Doctors appointments, school programs, child care, lunches, laundry, music lessons, homework, plus all the caring we lavish on our spouse. We want to please and care for everyone. We take on more and more caregiver roles without ever evaluating what we need to release so we have energy to perform the most important tasks. Pretty soon, we feel overwhelmed, subsumed. That happened to me. I gained weight. I stopped exercising regularly. I survived on junk food. I struggled to maintain a relationship with God. It all happened a little at a time. And then disaster struck. Pedro crashed his dirt bike and had a compression fracture in his back. Then we went on a mission trip to Mexico, and he started having shoulder pain. The pain went from bad to horrible to excruciating. The day before our youngest daughter's eighth birthday party, the doctors called with an explanation for Pedro's mysterious pain and swelling on his neck. Cancer. I immediately launched into full-time cancer caregiver mode without giving up any of my other caregiver roles parent, teacher, daughter, friend. We went ahead with the plans for a family reunion over 4th of July. After all, Pedro had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a curable cancer. A few weeks after the family reunion, we found out Pedro had gone into a mission. We sent the girls off to summer camp for a week, and spent some quiet time at home before picking them up. On the way there, Pedro started having headaches. Manageable, but concerning. By the time we headed home with the girls, his headaches had turned into excruciating, almost non-stop episodes. The doctors admitted him to the hospital again and ran more tests. The cancer had come back. This time it had entered his spinal fluid and brain. For the next five months, I lived in a haze. I focused all of my time, energy, and emotions on helping him. I caught rare moments of time with our daughters, and I continued to work full-time as often as possible. My parents moved in with us so they could care for our girls when I had to be with Pedro a thousand miles away. I single-parented while Pedro received treatment for his rare form of cancer. But worst of all, I took absolutely no time to care for myself. Don't get me wrong. I completely stopped caring for myself, but I did indulge myself. Instead of eating healthy food, I consoled myself with ice cream bars, Haagen-Dazs, the good kind, chocolate with dark chocolate and almonds. I took the elevator instead of the stairs. Even though I could have gone running every morning during Pedro's lengthy hospital stays, I gave myself excuses. The streets of San Francisco are too dangerous. I would tell myself, or something might happen to Pedro while I'm gone. Instead of eating healthfully so that I could maintain my energy, I chose to live in a sugar-induced brain fog. Worst of all, I let the circumstances of living out of a backpack in a hospital room far away from our children interrupt my daily time with God. Instead, I solace myself with bidding for things on eBay, things I didn't need. Just ask my family about all the longer burger baskets in our home. So I get it. I understand the conflict of taking care of yourself when so many other people depend on you. It seemed wrong, maybe even indulgent, to spend any time taking care of myself. But in avoiding indulgence, I ended up indulging. And my indulgence did not make me a better version of me. Self-care is not the same thing as indulgence. Rather than randomly rewarding myself with things that give me instant gratification, I needed to form a plan for seeking wholeness. As Bob Goff would say, we should always be in the process of becoming a better version of us, not trying to turn ourselves into someone else. But if we want to start the journey of becoming a better version of us, we need some sort of a roadmap Otherwise, it will take years, even decades, to experience lasting change. The important components of achieving wholeness, or a better version of us, include making a concerted effort to take care of ourselves in four domains—mental, academic-artistic, physical, and spiritual. Together they form the acronym MAPS. Today I'll give you a brief description of each domain and why we need to focus our self-care on that area. At the end of the show, I'll give you a link to a free quiz that will help you evaluate your current self-care quotient, or SCQ. The first domain we need to assess is our mental domain. We need to evaluate how productively we process our emotions and responses to the world around us. Without this important skill, it's easy to misread the input we receive and to start believing lies about ourselves and others. For a long time, I believe the lie that I wasn't worth taking care of. But each and every one of us is valuable and worth taking care of. If we don't take care of ourselves, who will? Each of us has the power to effect change in our lives, but it starts with realizing just how valuable we are. The second domain we need to assess is our artistic and academic side. God created us as creative beings, and if we deny our creativity, We shut off a part of who we are. Making a commitment to lifelong learning and pursuit of creative endeavors will help us learn to express ourselves and keep our minds from turning into a murky, stagnant pond. The third domain, our physical self, sometimes requires more work than the others. But if we don't take care of ourselves physically, we can ruin our health. When we take care of our bodies by eating well, exercising, and getting enough sleep, We can better cope with the trials of life. Practicing physical self-care isn't indulgence. It's good common sense. As a person of faith, I've always understood that humans have spiritual longings. If we deny them, we stunt our growth as a person. We need to take care of ourselves spiritually, just as much as we take care of ourselves mentally, academically, artistically, and physically. Spirituality is more than picking a religion and attending services. There you have it. In order to start our journey to better self-care, we need to remember MAPS. It doesn't take hours each day to get on track to healthy self-care. In fact, in as little as 25 minutes a day, and not all at once, you can start your journey to wholeness. That's where I come in. I'd love to guide you on your journey so you can bypass all the rabbit trails I've followed. I'll provide hacks and tips to help you on your way to better self-care and a better version of you. After all, if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't have anything left for anyone else. If you'd like to take the free self-care quotient quiz, go to anitaoheda.com score and go to the link at the bottom of the page. It's a pretty little sailboat on a blue ocean. You can follow the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash self That's all one word. And find a link to our Self-Care Hacks group board as well. Come back next week when we start a series on goal setting. Because just wanting to take better care of yourself won't happen unless you learn to schedule self-care into your life. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at AnitaOjeda.com or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.